0: In this episode of BFR Tuesday, we talk about programming for integrating high intensity and BFR with low intensity in your micro, macro, and meso cycles. You are listening to the BFR University Podcast with your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. BFR University is dedicated to helping people learn safe and effective ways to implement blood flow restriction training into their lives. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. What's up, guys? Welcome to BFR Tuesday. My name is Ed LaCara, and uh, I host this thing for the last, uh, I don't know, it's been almost two and a half, close to three years. Just get myself situated here. Um, yeah, I'm here to answer any questions that you might have regarding blood flow restriction training. Um, and if there's anything I can help with to make sure you're safely and effectively putting it into your programming. So if you do have questions, hey, Keith, um, just go up into the chat section and type, type your message. So like, I'm just going to put hello from hot. Hot Dallas, it is so hot right now. Um, you just put your question in there and then I can answer it. I usually spend about 15, 20 minutes every Tuesday doing this. Um, while I'm waiting for those, we start um, our BFL BFR um, level two course shortly. Um, and that is gonna be based on performance, so how to apply these protocols for um, for athletes and uh, for for performance-based BFR recovery, other topics like that. Um, we've been doing just a deep, deep dive into uh, the literature regarding um, using BFR for athletes is really, really promising and good. So, any questions um, for me uh, from anybody that's out there? It's quiet today. All right. So if there's no questions, um, let me, let me put an interesting paper Let's see. So Keith's asking, if you miss a day, can you make up that workout on a cycling day? Meaning, can you do aerobic capacity training on a day and then also do resistance training? And the answer is yes. You can uh, definitely train numerous times a day with BFR. There's been um, probably half a dozen studies looking at multiple training sessions in a single day. And Um, Because there's no damage to tissue done, exercise induced muscle damage, because we are using light loads, uh, you don't need the normal recovery time that you would if you're doing high intensity training. So a short answer, Keith, is yes, you could um, preferably, preferably you would do your, um, your aerobic capacity in the morning and then you do your resistance training in the afternoon. And the reason I say that is if you do your, you know, most of us do aerobic capacity training more to kind of keep our body weight down and um, to burn fat and things. Um, And so if that's what you're looking for, then doing your exercise, especially the cycling um, protocols on an empty stomach or just with coffee with no calories, uh, will continue to burn um, fat a little bit more efficiently um and then in the afternoon after you've eaten and your um, hormone levels have are starting to peak again in the early afternoon which is typically when most people do then you can do your resistance training that would be optimal if you can't do it optimally like that then um just choose the best time and i would do the lifting component first and then i would do the cycling component second Uh, with the thought process that I do the lifting I utilize uh, a bunch of uh, blood sugar and um, muscle stored glycogen and then I go and I finish with my cycling session for 20 minutes and um, that session should be in more of a fasted state by that time and you'll burn more calories and fat primarily not necessarily calories but primarily fat Um, and so that's a that's totally fine. You could also do cycling first if you really, really wanted to. Um, there is some evidence that if you if you try to combine resistance with aerobic, the benefits either way are not as good. So you want to try to separate them, um, but that it might even be more applicable in large mesocycles, uh, meaning long time durations versus on a single day or a single episode. Any other uh, questions? I'm going to look for this study. All right, so I just sent, um, sent out a, a really pretty recent study, 2021, on um, ischemic preconditioning. Um, if you're familiar with ischemic preconditioning, it's, it's using um, BFR cuffs at very high pressures, somewhere between 80 and um, 100% limb occlusion pressure. And um, you do that passively. So we're not doing it um, under exercise duress. We're doing it um, in a passive kind of modality. So we're, uh, basically my athletes just lay in the recovery. We have recovery pods in the clinic. Um, Let me see if I have a picture that I can share of that whole thing. Yeah, so this is Mike. He's, um, he is the model on my book, actually. He's a very high-level Olympic lifter. He's um, He has high hopes of uh, 2024 Olympics. But um, So here he is doing ischemic preconditioning. Uh, this is prior to training. And the reason that he does this is to try to prime the nervous system. Um, try to generate more power, uh, reduce the amount of exercise-induced muscle damage uh, that his normal high-intensity training does to his body, which reduces uh, recovery time. Um, And what's very interesting about this Sealy study, if you look at it, is if we do this ischemic preconditioning, which is five rounds, sorry, Four rounds, five minutes of 100% limb occlusion pressure, with a five-minute rest in between. So I have five minutes of inflation, and then five minutes of rest. Five minutes inflation, five minutes of rest. Five minutes inflation, five minutes rest. Five minutes inflation, and then I then I deflate. So you know we're looking at nearly 40 minutes of passive modality. The Sealy study looked at a couple different factors, looked at, hey, if I do this protocol and then I just go out and do exercise, what's my response? Um, They also uh, did more than um, four rounds. I think they did eight rounds. Uh, They also looked at um, longer time under stress. Um, What they found is that the the four rounds of five minutes with five-minute interset rest seems to be the way to go. They had the best results. Um, but the interesting thing was one of their one of their um, cohorts waited fifteen minutes or no five minutes after the last um, cycle of ischemic preconditioning and then went out and did their um, exercise. And then another group waited forty five minutes and then did their exercise. And what they found. Um, And this has been consistent with other studies that if you wait a longer time before commencing exercise, then um, you're going to get better benefits. And so it looks like, um, you know, the current recommendation is going to be to wait 45 minutes if you can. The minimum wait time is about 30 minutes after you're done with those four rounds in order to uh, maximize the benefits from a performance standpoint. So um, interesting study. and uh, very recent and uh, very relevant so uh, very cool to uh, to see that and does anybody have any questions regarding that do you change resistance when you do 30 15 15 15 seems like it is easy to perform 15 repetitions with the 30 repetition resistance um, so do i change the resistance um within that workout meaning like if if it's too light will i bump up the weight the answer would be yes um because a lot of times i'm using this mostly for rehab so if if i'm doing the rehab and i'm guessing the weight because i don't have a one rep max on on my rehab people i will guess what i think is going to be a good weight and if 30 repetitions is way too easy, or they get to that first set of 15 and it's um, too easy, then I'll bump up the weight a little bit. Um, And then I will write down what that last starting weight is. So the next time I will bump them up um, to make sure that they are getting fatigue factor and they're getting close to failure. Um, if you have the cuffs on correctly then the 15 shouldn't be easy on that 30 repetition and you're not taking a long break in your inner set so it should only be a 30 second rest so you're accumulating metabolites and then um, you're starting that you're starting that second set you know within like 30 seconds and you're keeping the cuffs inflated the whole time uh, that's that you should be right around eight or nine reps and then it's going to be getting spicy and then the third set um, should be very very spicy and by the fourth set you should be within about one or two repetitions of failure um, by the time that you finish and then you know that that weight or resistance is uh, correct so hopefully that um, answers your question kazuda all right any other Any other questions for me today? All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. I will be back next week, Tuesdays at 1 o'clock Central Time. Um, If I see you tonight, I hope to. Um, Otherwise, I will see you next week. Thanks so much.